Okay. Welcome. We are in Yeshayahu, chapter 4. Um, one second. No, chapter 3. Chapter 3. Verse uh, one, if you want to follow page. So, um, what's interesting about Yeshaya is that um, the prophecies go back and forth between the present and the future. And we talked a little bit about this, that life is like that. A person lives in the present, but they also see the future. You know, they see, if you're only living in the present, you sometimes lose sight of the longer picture. And so, uh, it's true that uh, there was, uh, he was living at a time where things were in a, uh, things weren't good. Things were, the people were, uh, the, the country was headed towards uh, destruction, towards the, the exile. And he warned them in order that they do tshuva and they try to fix things. And at the same time that he said that things in the short term will be bad and very difficult, he was able to show them comfort that that was just in the short term and that uh, uh, there'll be lessons uh, that will go to be learned and there'll be things that will go through. But uh, he had the visions of the long term of how things would work out in the future. Um, and sometimes if you just look at one chapter, uh, you're surprised because Isaiah or Yeshaya is supposed to be the prophet of, of comfort. And, uh, uh, and uh, but sometimes comfort means seeing the long-term picture, seeing how things will work out in the end. Um, so uh, this is uh, the part of that going back and forth. Uh, the previous chapter was, it was really like a, uh, a beautiful chapter, how there'll be no more war. We're still waiting for that, <laughs> where the, uh, the people will, instead of using all their efforts in creating weapons, will use, uh, will use that to the benefit of people instead of trying to figure out how to destroy people, they'll use that how to benefit mankind. And uh, that's, a, that's a beautiful vision. So and now he goes back to the shortcomings of Yushalayim. Um, and very interesting thing is going to happen to Yushalayim, and that is there's going to be an exile of the leadership. And they're going to take away uh, the leaders and ship them down to Bavel, to Babylonia. And um, many, you know, reasons for it or, or what was accomplished. Um, at the end of the day, that should have been a warning that if just like the leaders and the heads could be sent to exile, if we don't get our act together, then everybody could be sent into exile. But uh, somehow the people always that thought, not me, it's not going to happen, I'm okay. Uh, but uh, uh, sometimes when you don't appreciate leaders, so Hashem takes them away and then you miss them. Sometimes when you have really bad leaders, then that you, want, you miss the old ones. <laughs> That's the, because uh, you, you realize it could get a lot worse. Uh, you never thought about it when you had the ones who we had. And so uh, he's going to describe this um, lack of leadership. Uh, one of the things we daven for is to get back uh, righteous leadership, to have you know, truthful judges where people won't be able to do things that are wrong to others. You know, that's the worst thing is that you know, crooks get away with stuff. You know, people do things that are not right 
and uh, they sometimes use the, uh, the law to support them or they get away with it. They hire a good attorney and they can get away with it. And so part of what we look forward to is having the righteous uh, leadership and the good leadership back again. So uh, this is how it begins. Hashem, Hashem, who is the true master. Uh, we have our own leaders. The true leader is really Hashem. He's the ultimate uh, master. And uh, it uses the word tzvakos, tzva. Uh, today in Hebrew, they use that for an army. An army means Hashem is the God of the multitudes. He calls it the master of legions. I love the English. I had no idea what the master of legions yes. is. <laughs> I just have any seen a legion lately? <laughs> but it means that whenever we describe um, God or Hashem it, in being involved in many uh, intricate uh, little aspects of the world, of multitudes, of the, uh, it's true. You know, we wake up in the morning and Hashem, you know, gives us our health and our breath, and we feel, you know, but He does that for thousands and millions and billions he's the uh, whenever Hashem is described as that as the mover of of the multitudes that's the legion so Hashem who controls all the forces may Yushalayim he's going to take away from Yushalayim Yehuda the following so he describes them as Umashen Umashana he's going to take away the support their leaders are there to support you. They're there to help. They're people that you can lean on. That's the same word for like a, a something that a person leans on, like a cane or a walking stick. He, the leaders are supposed to be there. You know, when a person falls, he can lean on it. He can, he can hold himself up. Uh, that's what a leader is supposed to be. But Hashem is going to take that safety network away. And they also had a support of food and water so that if there was a famine or if there was bad weather there was always uh, um, sometimes people don't do tshuva because uh, they have uh, they have food they have what they need and they don't see any any worries uh, they have whatever they need they don't need to turn to Hashem so Hashem was going to take away that support um, they had uh, Yushalayim had great storehouses of food to support them during a siege and uh, those storehouses got burned up, got destroyed. And so uh, the people, as long as they had plenty of food, ah, the, the, uh, the Babylonians are coming, okay, fine, you know, uh, we got plenty of food, that's not going to bother us. And so they didn't bother saying, well, why is Hashem doing this to us? Maybe we should change the way we're acting. So Hashem says, no, I'm going to take that away. He's going to take the way Gibor v'Ishmu Chama, they had men of war, v'Shofet, and he's going to take away the judges, the Navi and the prophets, the Kosim. Kosim is an interesting word. They had people that could see the future, people that uh, you could go to who could advise later, you know, could give you advice and see ahead. The uh, and uh, elderly people. It's such a blessing to have people that have lived life. And uh, we don't have to make the mistakes or have to, because we have people around us who, who've lived already, who've seen everything. They can advise us. Uh, so, uh, but Hashem's going to take that away. Sorry, Hamishim. Uh, even the officers of 50, there were different, uh, they had, uh, they, there were people that were appointed like group leaders that could help uh, in their community. And um, in the, in Europe, in the synagogues, they used to have somebody called a Parnes. Uh, we had a rabbi who was called Rabbi Parnes, but it means uh, uh, there was a person 
who was uh, there to help his community. And his job was, if somebody uh, fell into hard times, they could go to them and they could help them get a job. They could help them if somebody was sick. And um, the Hasidim still have that, by the way. They have a partners in the community or a... Um, in the Bukhar, there's the Bukharian shul. They have also like a leader, you know, in the shul. Today we have, you know, presidents and board leaders of the shul, but you would never ask them for anything. That's not their, that's not their role. They try to have a shul that has a committee that helps, you know, different groups, but it's not the same. Not, not, um, it's not set up the same way, but there, there were people who, who were in charge, who if there was a problem, people could go. Um, you know, today there are a lot of problems and there's nobody to complain to. <laughs> There's nobody to listen, right? You know, like uh, you walk outside and the sidewalk is crooked and somebody could hurt themselves on that and somebody will hurt themselves on that and so where do you go? Well, okay, call up your congressman, you know, call up the city, good luck. You know, they're not going to go fix, you know, it's up a little bit, it, it's not broken, it's just, it's a problem waiting to have. So you, in the ideal world, you have somebody you could go to and say, we need to fix this. Why should somebody have to hurt themselves on it? Um, by the way, when my wife had hurt herself, about, um, she had sprained a, a foot about uh, the week before Pesach. I think it was because the uneven sidewalk. <laughs> Thank God now she's fine. But that, that's basically a problem waiting to happen. But if there's no one to go to, nobody who's, the, you know, it's a challenge. They had, sorry, Chamishim. No seipanim. And people uh, who you could look up to. We need heroes desperately. Uh, one of the big challenges of our society is that we've replaced heroes with uh, uh, sports players and mm -hmm. musicians, and those people aren't heroes. Mm -hmm. we, we get surprised when there's something happens to them or they do something wrong, and we say, you're supposed to be a role model, and it, it's a joke. Uh, in fact, often uh, in certain sports, the people that are there are uh, people that were in the streets, you know, that were in gangs and other, and so that's why they're so good at, you know, tackling people and knocking them down, and because uh, that was the, this is, you know, where they were. They didn't, they don't turn into angels automatically because they work in sports. They're like all people, but it's, uh, you should, you need people to look up to, and you could say, wow, you know, one day I hope to be like them. You know, that's a, that's, that's a great thing when you have role models. The Yoets and people that can give advice people that can advise people. Uh, and uh, people that are able to help a person build and have understanding. All of these kind of people uh, that a society relies on uh, when the time of the destruction will come near, we will be lacking the leaders. Uh, the leaders will have been sent away. And uh, so that's one uh, one concern, one sign that should wake the people up that uh, um, the leadership had been taken away and the, uh, they, they were gone. Uh, that's one big problem, but now the problem's going to get worse because not only are we going to take away the good leaders, we're going to put in their stead bad leaders. And so that itself is like a, nothing more frustrating. Nisati, um, he describes it, it's on verse 4 and 5, I will put youngsters as their leaders. Put young people, foolish young people, you know, like, uh, um, and, and uh, it's nothing like seeing somebody who's unexperienced making mistakes at our expense, right? And uh, the people that'll be in charge are gonna be uh, people who aren't serious. 
you know, who aren't trying to, trying to enrich themselves, not trying to help others. Um, societies do have people that have this role that they see themselves as being dedicated to the community or dedicated to public service. Uh, and that's a great thing. They're trying their best. Uh, but uh, instead, we're going to see people that are not dedicated to public service. They're dedicated to enriching themselves. And that changes the equation drastically. And that's the, uh, some people feel that um, the, all, all systems have their pluses and minuses. But uh, uh, what's happened is that years ago, as a politician, you had to gain a certain trust and a certain respect. And you needed um, a certain tenacity and a certain willingness to go out to the people and meet the people. And uh, the people that came to the top were very committed and uh, overall people that had good records, they had nothing to hide from in the past, and you had a good chance of getting a reasonable person. Today, um, people have to be able to do a good photo app. They have to have very good you know, skills with media. And that's a, that's a different skill set. It doesn't necessarily mean they're a good person, but they, they can do a, an infomercial, you know, or whatever. And so uh, sometimes you don't get the greatest people, but they, uh, and you get very wealthy people and very powerful people, but not necessarily. Um, uh, it's frustrating because a, a nation of our size probably has a lot of quality people who could, you know, run the country and be leaders. Uh, but often we get the sense that they're not the ones running, you know, that's a, and that's very frustrating, you know, like the people put a lot of effort to get the right people in charge, and that's that's what he describes. I remember I was told one time Eleanor Roosevelt was visiting in my hometown, and somebody asked her, you know, how, how we could get, you know, really good mm. leaders, and she said, those who are capable don't run. <laughs> really? So it's been bad already a long time. <laughs> That's interesting. People looked up to her. I think she had a pretty good reputation at her oh, time. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, well, so, V'niga she'am ish v'ish v'ish reveo. And uh, the uh, people will be oppressed. And one person will try to step on another. That's the... Uh, People will try to get ahead by stepping on others. That's what's going to happen in society. And the young people won't respect the elders. Uh, uh, that's a big curse when people don't show uh, respect. Uh, that's, a, that's a basis for society is to be able to um, you know, respect people that have lived their lives and uh, people that are honored. Uh, and uh, when people try to get a leader, it does it's, uh, they'll grab somebody who's wearing the robes. Uh, when a person is wearing the robes, they'll say, "Run for office! Look how it cuts into you. You'll be the boss. <laughs> you look you look the part." They'll be totally external, not peering what's inside that person's soul, not testing them if they're a good leader, but they're wearing the robe. They look professional, so they'll be the job. Uh, and then that itself is going to be such a problem when you just look on the outside instead of the, the inside. And the people they will hire to be in charge, they will say, They say, I, me? I have no experience. I have no bread in my house. I'm, I'm nothing low. Don't make me in charge. Uh, the leaders will be people that are not taking responsibility. And they're people that are not capable. 
And so it's a double curse. We'll lose the good leaders, and instead we'll get people to take no achrayas, no responsibility. Hikshev Yushalayim Yehuda. And uh, that's what's going to come about. Because why, why will Hashem cause this to happen? Because we have stumbled. Uh, people have sinned. Ki l'shonam umaleim el Hashem. And because the people have turned against Hashem, they've rebelled. And enik uh, photo and uh, in front of everyone. And so uh, usually Hashem protects people. And when they're worthy of it, Hashem gives us leaders that can help us. And if we're not worthy of it, we lose that, that leadership, that, those people that would, in normal society, protect us and lead us. Um, sometimes the leaders have to be able to advise the people of what to do. But what do you do when the leaders don't, they, they, they don't know where to go? And so that's what it was describing uh, over here. Verse 9. The people, uh, their face, uh, they will show their faces. Um, this is describing like a certain arrogance. Uh, people are supposed to be humble. They're supposed to appreciate what they have. But if they look at things with a brazenness, like um, they, uh, it, he's, he's saying that on their faces, people will not have any shame. Uh, uh, and their sins will be like Sodom. Uh, you can't get worse than Sodom. <laughs> that's, that's pretty bad. It's, it, um, usually it describes a selfishness. Um, it does say achatos, which means they didn't mean it on purpose. Even if they don't mean it on purpose, but the end result will be like Sodom, that uh, things are not going to be shared. Hegido, um, lokidu, they... Uh, uh, they uh, they brought this on. Uh, woe to them, ki lehemra, because uh, um, they what they're doing will only bring evil uh, bad to the world. Uh, the uh, if a person is good and righteous, things will be good for them. Ki prima because the fruit of your deeds they will eat. Now, when a person does good deeds. Um, just like when you plant a tree, it grows fruit, and you enjoy the fruit. When you do good deeds, the fruit of those good deeds you'll benefit from. Uh, good deed never goes lost; it always gets, you know. So he says the the people that do the right thing, they'll enjoy those fruits. Um, that's a uh, um, that can never be taken from a person. A person uh, sometimes uh, some people feel that we have to, we should spend time focusing on being proud of the good things we've done. You know, the, some, there, there's a, a, a certain Yetzirah. We have different things that try to, to knock us down. And one of the things it does, we say this in the evening prayers, that Hashem should remove the Sutton from in front of us and behind us. So in front of us, the Sutton is trying to get us to do the wrong thing. But what does it try from behind us? Sometimes we do the right thing and the Sutton says, Oh, you were a sucker. You shouldn't have done that. You know, it's a, uh, um, and it, it, instead of saying, well, you know, I'm really happy I was able to do that. It'll say, well, no one else was doing it. Why would you do that? Or, or you wasted your time or whatever it may be. But a person should feel good if they did the right things. That there's th- those, you'll enjoy the fruits of that. That person, that's those, it, it's not that those deeds are done. That it, Hashem gave you that time and that health to do good things with it, and you did it. And, and you know what? We live in a world where not everybody does good things. Uh, other people make other decisions. So, 
you make good decisions, you should, uh, you know, that's, that's treasure. You know, a person has put aside, you know, um, he's going to see fruits from that. And so a person should, should uh, um, be proud of their good deeds. So he's saying the righteous, uh, they should never feel bad. They're going to enjoy the fruits of what they've done. And they, they will live off those fruits. But the wicked, Euler Russia, woe to the wicked, because Ra, he, it, and, and with him it's almost the opposite. When a person does bad things, those bad things are going to, uh, he can't just do bad things and it not affect a person. We believe those bad things are going to drag him down. He creates negative forces uh, with those bad things. And that's what he's going to happen to him. Um, Ami. So there is a secret way of looking at, you know, you look at these negative prophecies. This is terrible. You know, we're going to lose our leaders. We're going to get these young fools who are in it for themselves. Um, there is a way to find comfort even in the worst prophecies. Uh, and um, uh, you have to kind of look under the surface. Uh, but it's there. So like over here, uh, where he's about to continue on the curse, he uses the word Ami, my people. You know, he, it's, it's because we're his people, he's putting us through this because he wants, he can't allow us to uh, turn into a, a bad society. So sometimes when things are bad, you have to start over. Sometimes you have to, you know, you're doing, so, you're doing a project and you sometimes have to clear and start over again. And it, it's a, um, that's the best way to do it. Sometimes that's just what you need to do. And so Hashem is saying, he's not doing this because he hates us or he's mad at us. He says, Ami, my people. And uh, he continues on though. My people, Nogso, Molo, you've had bad leaders. Venashim, Mishlupo. Um, it's interesting. It says that you're dominated by women. Uh, so that sounds like it. the... Um, uh, what does it mean? Some in, in Hebrew, generally, women, uh, the female, is, is was sometimes known as the weaker in a society which was has to do with mostly physical strength. The women couldn't run the farms like the men do. You know, we, we're very fortunate. Our society goes by brains. It's, you know, by if you're intelligent, tech, and other. So women, are, in many ways, can do much better than men. <laughs> but if it was strictly a, a question of strength, who could pull the plow, then uh, then men tend to dominate that. Uh, so um, he's saying that our society is 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 dominated by people that are weak. That's that's what it means in this sense. Um, other people say that it's dominated by women, it means that it's dominated by men that are womanizers, that are controlled by women. That's a, uh, in some societies, the, uh, the leaders are, um, uh, their passion in life is to be a womanizer. They're, unfortunately, there are, a lot, there are some great people that uh, if you read into their history, they, uh, they, did, they seemed to be very intelligent and very bright, but they couldn't control their private life. They, uh, they were dominated by, by women. And that's a curse to the society because uh, they are, they, uh, these, their lusts and things control them. And so uh, that's the other view of what it means, Venusha, the women will rule us. Uh, that means that the uh, our rulers will be subservient to their desires for women. Yeah, question. So to me, <clears throat> excuse me, it's almost like if if a woman is doing what a woman needs to do, what her place is, and and not that she's necessarily weaker or subservient, but if she's doing the 
running the house, raising, doing those things that women are very good at and designed to do, and we know that those are different from the things that God designed mm-hmm. men to do, but it as often happens, when the man does not do his job, when he doesn't step up and be mm-hmm. a man, mm-hmm. somebody has to Mm-hmm. And, and women right. will, <laughs> absolutely, without right. a doubt, mm-hmm. you know, take over. So to me, that's that's what it seems like: is that we are run by weak people. We're run by men who won't stand up and be men mm-hmm. and do do their part. Um, and we see this in in different cultures, even today, where the men, you know, they father children, but they leave they mm-hmm. leave the raising of the children. They leave. <clears throat> the control, the support of the family. They leave everything either to the woman or to the government and the woman. Mm-hmm. And the man is absent. And so so it becomes a very female-dominated. Mm-hmm. And so, it, it in essence, if it's run by men, it's run by weak men and not really run at all. Mm-hmm. Does that... Yes, yeah, that's very much, and it's it describes parts of our society, but it's a curse. That's what it's trying oh, to yeah, say. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Because I mean, you can see that reflected yeah. in the culture. Right. You know, right. wherever yes. you see that, I think you mm-hmm. do. And, and so. People can't do their natural roles or the, but those are the two, uh, the two thoughts that are that are given uh, over here. Um, also, uh, the word moshal means like to rule over us. We're not um, really. We're not created really to have rulers. We're created to have people that advise us and help us reach our potential. But if people aren't doing what they're supposed to, they need somebody to rule over them. Mm-hmm. And that that a person shouldn't need that to have rulers over them. But it's it's uh, um, uh, it's describing that. Uh, Ami, um, and again, he says, uh, "My people, he, it, it blames here on the leadership. There are times." where we had righteous leaders and the people weren't doing what they were supposed to and there were times where the leaders were bad and the, and the people weren't so bad. It, it goes back and forth. Um, one of the things that we um, often describe when we talk about Egypt, we talk about Paro and we talk about the Mitzrim. It wasn't just that he was bad and that the, the, the leaders were bad, but it was society. But it didn't have to be. And sometimes society, it's not their fault. It's just they have bad leadership. But over here, it's saying that at that particular time, it, this really is all about the leadership, uh, that the leadership was bad. They were leading the people in the wrong direction. Nitzav um, Lariv Hashem. Hashem will uh, judge the people for these mistakes and, and for doing wrong. And there'll be a judgment. Thing, things that happen wrong can't continue. Eventually, uh, there'll be time for people to fix it, but if they don't, then Hashem will judge the people. And, you know, those leaders, they're, they're going to have their day when they're going to be judged. And it says, like, they destroyed the vineyard. You know, the, 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 the Jewish people's like a vineyard. You know, it's, it's beautiful and growing and productive. And uh, they, they've destroyed it. You know, the, the leadership. Uh, that's described like Hashem is, is the, has broken the vineyard. Gezelis aniva teichem. And they take away from the poor in their houses. Uh, at, a, at a very minimum, that's the... Uh, uh, the um, Society can't allow people to take from others. That's not, you know, stealing. It's just wrong. You know, that society has to be based on giving, but when it's based on taking from the unfortunate, um, 
that's those people are going to face justice. Uh, that's a theme that's very common. That it's important that uh, um, uh, people not take away from others. That's the basic, the basic, uh, basic society is that uh, if people work hard and and have earned things, that it it's uh, it's not right for others to to take advantage of that and to steal that. Um, Malcolm, my my kings and my leaders, uh, Malachim, what's become of you? Actually, they. There's a question of the of that word malachem. Uh, it's uh, it, there's scripture is very I- interesting. At certain places, it has questions. You know, like when Adam eats from the tree, Hashem says, "Where are you? You know, you know what are you doing?" And you know, and here also, there, at a certain point, like malachem, what you know, what's become of you? You know, how could this happen? It's like a. Um, the the book of uh, that we read on Tisha B'av, the Megillah Eicha, like um, uh, it, it's also like how did this happen? Like it's just what sometimes there's a wonderment, you know. Like basically, we have the potential to avoid uh, sad things or bad things happening, and sometimes like there's a spiral, a downfall, and the question is, how do we let this happen? We have the chance to fix this. Daku ami that my people have become oppressed. And they're allowing the poor to be ground. Ground means stepped underfoot. Um, again and again, we're reminded that we were the, the poor, the underclass in Egypt, you know, and that uh, our, we're, we're here to be sensitive to people that are having difficulties in life and are being downtrodden. And uh, so, like Hashem is saying, like, how how could this be that nobody's taking care of the poor? Nobody's thinking about them, and so uh, uh, so this is the this is the root cause really of the uh, uh, of the, of the downfall of the society where they've somehow allowed the poor to be stepped on and, and underneath. This is what Hashem, who's in charge of the whole world, that's what he's worried about um, over here would be the poor. Okay, I think we'll. Oh, no, we'll continue. We have some more time. Um, but Yomer, there's a, a break here that begins the next. Um, um, the question really is, what were some of the downfalls of society? So um, I, I mentioned to you the um, uh, when it said one of the views that the men were led by women was that the uh, that people were um, led by their passions. Uh, they were. They were controlled by their passions. They, uh, uh, just like uh, there's some people are into uh, having things, uh, some people are into an immoral society. And uh, the prophet really, um, uh, he, he talks about different things that happen. And so uh, we've always, uh, in history, we've always been saved by the women. Uh, that's always been true of the time in Egypt. That was true of the time in the desert. Uh, that uh, the um, uh, typically, even when the uh, the men that tend to be more out in the world get corrupted, they can be saved by the by the women. The women, if the, when the women are loyal, then they. When Hashem gave the Torah, He went to the women first because He knew that they would keep things straight. Um, even with the kings, we have a tradition that uh, next to the king's throne there was a chair for the royal mother, because. The royal mother, the king's mother, would be able to put the king in his place. 
because you know everybody's <coughs> praising him and saying you're the greatest and you're the but his mom will keep him straight that was always the um uh that was uh uh, that was always our, our tradition was to uh, to uh, that the women would save us. So how is it that at the time of the destruction that the uh, you know the men they they got corrupted? But what about the 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 wonderful Jewish women and the family life? How did that? What happened there? So he's describing uh, what happened, um, and it's a certain high society type of problem that they had. Uh, but uh, so he says it like this: He describes it as the um, today um, they use that term they call it the Jap, a Jewish American princess. That's the uh, um, it is a person becomes uh, arrogant. Uh, the daughters of Zion have become arrogant. They become um, haughty. Uh, a person is uh, into the way they look and the things they wear and. Uh, uh, they they could look down at others, uh, and so the the daughters of Zion have become corrupted. The Talakdan the two years govern, and they walk uh, they uh, with a, a stretched neck. Um, I'm not sure what the stretched neck symbolizes. Um, sometimes we say like you know a person looks down at others, like they I think maybe it means they turn away from others. They stretch, you know. I'm not looking at. Uh, that's uh, sometimes the metaphors are interesting. Yeah, is, here it says they would stretch forth their necks to display their finery. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> oh, you mean they have a nice necklace? Yeah. Well, everybody <laughs> should look. <laughs> but is that not also and how they carried themselves yeah, in well, your body language? Yeah, that, yeah. But just even overall, your body yeah. language. There's some people you see and they say, "Oh, they they're comfortable." They're you know the way they stand, whatever and you you feel they feel approachable, and then other people you see, and it's like, right, right, so that's right. I mean that. That's what made me think, like turning away or, right, exactly. or something like so that. It's the whole demeanor. That's the demeanor. That's right. It's interesting. It talks about they paint their faces. Um, they they use makeup, and uh, sometimes people make themselves up. They're not. Uh, they're not who they are. They're fake. You know. They 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 do the I think. And they walk in a certain way. Uh, and they walk with a certain arrogance. You know, it's a certain, uh, a certain type of walking. Um, walking doesn't just mean walking. It means their whole approach. Where are they going? You know, it's, uh, they anger Hashem with their, their approach. And uh, these women who were very beautiful, uh, Hashem will uh, afflict them with uh, uh, sicknesses that will make them uh, have plagues and things. They'll afflict them with their heads with head um, things like uh, lesions and other stuff uh, and um, all types of of, uh, physical sicknesses that will, it, it tends to humble a person. You know, when a person has a rash on their face, or the, if you remember uh, with Vashti, was uh, Haman's wife, was not Haman's wife, Akashverish's wife, was very arrogant, and uh, the Medrash says that she grew a tail. It doesn't mean that she grew a tail, it means that she, her skin broke out, and she had, you know, stuff on her, uh, that she was just uncomfortable with the way she looked. But that's very humbling when a person has rashes and things on their face and their body, and uh, so this is describing that. Uh, uh, these people will be afflicted, and it comes from Hashem. 
But Yom Hahu, on that day, Yasser Hashem Estiferis Aksim. Hashem will remove. So um, it's going to describe almost the wealth of the same society that talked about the poor being downtrodden is going to describe all the uh, fancy clothing and jewelry that the wealthy class had. And that's all in this verse. Hashem is going to remove, um, he calls it the shoe bells, the headscarves, the moon-shaped ornaments, the necklaces, the bracelets, the veils, the bonnets, the leg bands, the hair ties, the brooches, the earrings, the rings, the nose rings, the robes, the shawls, the kerchiefs, the pouches, the mirrors, the linens, the turbans, and the clasps. That gives you an idea of the, and it's, it never ends, you know. You have it's, it's nice to have a few nice things, but they're all this kind. Nutfos asar lois afherim asodus akshurim abate nevish lovin tabas. The people had all of these things to beautify themselves. Hamaksos amatvos tvokos achratim agilyonim asidon sinifim acharadim. On and on and on. Uh, that these people were needed, uh, were into more stuff just to beautify them. The sad part is that our society has that too. There's an element in our society where they, um, we've gone even worse, where the people have operations to make their bodies look more attractive and, uh, um, and, they, and they, they get tattoos and they do all kinds of... It's just all about uh, their body and how they look and uh, all, you know, it's just the focus is so on the wrong things. Um, so Hashem says he's going to take that away and he's also going to replace it. And what's he going to replace it with? Takas abosem mach. In the place where there was uh, fragrance, there'll be rat, meaning there'll be disease and sickness. Takas kagura. And uh, there'll be abrasions and nikva. The people will have to work hard. You know, when people work, their skin gets rough, you know, and they, uh, there'll be baldness. And the when people are mourning, they would wear sackcloth, kitakas yofi, in the place of beauty. And so, um, beauty is a blessing. You know, a person should enjoy if they if they can have beautiful things and they they look beautiful. But on the other hand, because they abused it, Hashem said He's going to take away all the beauty and replace it with uh, um, uh, with other things. Because they a person instead of using that beauty to represent an inner beauty. And to represent what's really important in life, they just uh, um, uh, that that was uh, that was abused over here. Uh, and what about the men? The men will die by the sword. And their strength will go to war. It's nothing as wasteful as war. You know, all lives are just uh, you know it's uh, um, you know it's. it's you keep, I always keep on thinking the war is behind us and then you read the headlines you know in different places how many die and it's just such a tragedy you know it's a, those are lives you know it's the whole world there's, there's a husband and wife there's little children that are orphans and their parents that are crying for their kids and it, it's, it's such a tragedy when people die in war uh, but that's what's going to happen uh, and uh, uh, he describes the, the, the house itself will mourn uh, and the hexiku sova nashim and the the nixel ars teshev and the the people will sit on the ground and cry for what was. And so it describes a very wealthy, a, ve- a very self-centered uh, society that's going to lose that and has to deal with famine and with war and with plague, and uh, it's not a good picture. And the, the hope is that when people see 
what's coming, this was a hundred years before the destruction, that they would change course, you know, and would, uh, and uh, some people tried, and there were ups and downs. Uh, there were times where it got a little better, times where it got a little worse, and then eventually we reached, like we said, where it had, we had to start over, you know, where it was time to, uh, you know, let that, um, uh, you know, the country was destroyed, and we, we had to uh, go to a next, uh, the next station, but that's, uh, that's the prophecy here, describing what would happen uh, in the society as we finish chapter four.